Welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. I have here with me today somebody who loves the sound of her own voice. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please welcome Ronnie back from London and back on the pod again. Back on the pod. Wow. But you're also you back. Get, when you get read to filth within the first 10 seconds. Also, guys, just so you know, we're here dog sitting. Um, you get what you get and you don't get upset. You might hear him running around. He's in a mood, and we can't seem to get him to silence himself. So there's really two guest stars of today. Ronnie and Winston. Rinston. Rinston. And together, their couple name is Rinston. So as always today, we will just be talking our shit, shooting the breeze, and you guys submitted a lot of topics that you want us to talk about. And I feel like I'm ready to just dive into these topics. And the first one is something that most people know my take on, but I actually haven't heard Veronica take at all. Give a take on Taylor Swift and the man of the hour, Mr. Travis Kelsey. I just feel like you're going to have some interesting take. Hmm. Do I really have that interesting of a take? I don't know. To be honest with you, I um, am attempting to de-center celebrities' personal lives from my being, which I think is like... It's your Gia Tolentino moment. (laughs) It kind of is. Like, that sounds like an essay she would write. She'd be like, I'm in Pilates, wondering about the class war over green juice and (laughs) decentering celebrities' personal lives from my daily... No, like, I think I'm just, like, spending too much time thinking about these things. Um, For me, personally, I think it's always a fun thought experiment, but, like... Too many hours scrolling Twitter that I should probably, like, take a breather on. But my surface-level takes on Taylor and Travis are, A, fun. Oh, wait, I do have a take that I forgot about. I just reminded myself of. Is it the PR? Yes, and we'll get there. A, fun. B, hot. C, sexy. D. Three? Deep? Three deep? All American. It's so all and American. I'm not, even, like, so all American. I'm not even Miss Patriot. Like I fled the country. Like I'm not like, but whatever. Something to be said about like a red lip wearing pop star with like what is he? Is he a quarterback? He's the tight end. Which I was listening to sure. Cody Rigsby this morning on the toast say that the tight end is the gayest name for a football position well, it ever. Is. It is. Like he was like, is are it? you kidding me? The tight end. Yeah. Like. His words, not mine, but, like, Yeah, true. no, no, no. Like, I was just laughing, giggling, having a giggle at that. Because I actually thought he was the quarterback. Um, I feel like I'm, like, tr- like, I know en- enough about football to, like, get by for, like, a high school game. Or, like, if we were watching, if you put it on the TV, like, oh, I, I could, like, figure out what was going on. The one thing I just have never garnered any knowledge on when it comes to football is, like, what the different positions mean and what they do. So like, the I understand how the game gets Quarterback played. throws the ball to the running back. Or they run the ball themselves. Or they run ends. the ball themselves. But Avery told me the tight end is, like, a part of the, like, scoring process. Yeah, like, this they is They can, the like, thing. pass it I to them or something. like, four no. downs to move ten yards, field goes three points, touchdown seven, like, whatever. I get, like, the mechanics of the game... Winston is here. Winston, shut the fuck up. Um, no. 
Don't go <laughs> Guys, Winston attacked me before. I am a dog lover. I do love this dog, but we're beefing right now, so I'm scared of him. Um, but... Yeah, like, I, I'm not 100% certain on, like, what the different positions mean. So when people say, like, oh, he's, like, a wide receiver, I'm, like, that means he, re- but it's also he receives like, very widely. Wait, I also, like, hate to say this, but, like, why, this is the dumbest question, but, like, why if the quarterback is either running it himself or passing it to the tight end or the running back? Why does anyone else need to exist on the offense? Like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, no, it's a very good question. Are they just, like, open for fun? Also, my mom, like, worked for the NFL for many years. No, Veronica's mom's, like, a G in the NFL. The fact that I, like, don't know. No, but I don't. Also, my dad is, my dad and brother are obsessed with football. Like, I feel like this is knowledge I should have. But um, I think it's because, and guys, if I'm wrong, I don't want to know, actually. So let's just run with this as the correct answer. Don't, Don't come and correct me in my DMs. But... I would assume it's because not every play is the same. So, like, having, like, what is it, seven people? Yeah. Like, having all those people there gives them the option to, like, do other plays. plays. Whereas, like, if you only had the quarterback I just feel like some of the players are, like, less necessary. And that's, like, a shitty pill to swallow. Like, if you're, like... like, not even a shitty pill to swallow. The best, like... I think position to be in is to be the least necessary person on the team. Really? Yeah. Why the hell would you want to, like, you still get paid a lot of money. Jake, what does a tight end do? (laughs) (laughs) Would you agree, though, that that's, like, the gayest position name? Yeah, for sure. For sure. The tight end. The tight end. Bussy. It's giving bussy. Travis Kelsey is the bussy of the team. Of the team. He's the bussy. I think they, like, guard the outside. Oh my god, slay. Oh, like, so that the ball can, like, get a clean... I don't know, actually. No, we have no... It's just the tight end. Guys, <laughs> you heard it here first. If I played football, I would need to be the tight end. No, if I played football, I'd want to be the kicker. I'm wondering how the they oh, straight men do the field goals. The kicker. The straight men playing football, like, do they like the fact that, like, they're called tight ends? Like, that's really gay. I feel like locker room culture is like always a little gay though, you know? Oh, always. Have you so seen like, like the Savannah Bananas on TikTok? The Savannah oh, Bananas! I love them. Don't get me wrong, but tell me those men aren't a little fruity. For lack of a better phrase, to be honest, they're named the Bananas. They are the Bananas. No, but locker room culture is always a little gay, so I'm sure they're fine with it. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they're good, but we don't know what he does. However, so, okay, I said on Instagram, I was talking about how I think it's so crazy that people think this is a PR relationship, and people were saying that I didn't know what a PR relationship means. I understand it means, like, controlling a story in the media. Why would she want to do that? She goes outside and she's in the media. Like, I don't think she needs to control any narrative. I don't think that man even has enough brain cells to know what that would be. Like, yeah. I don't think, I have like... a couple thoughts on the, the PR aspect of it. And the first thing is that, like... People coming for you saying you don't know what a PR relationship is. Most of people I, like, see existing on the internet don't know what a PR relationship is. A lot of people are under the impression that PR relationships are completely fake relationships set up by people's respective publicity teams in order to, like, garner more press. That rarely happens, first of all. Yeah. Um, In certain circumstances, it might. But what does happen more often is that people are 
casually seeing each other, interested in each other, actually dating, and their respective PR teams come together and say, hey, we could use this to our benefit. It's a real relationship that's being utilized for PR purposes. That is the most common like PR relationship. And what a lot of people think of when they say PR relationship is like a completely fake dating romance like, novel trope yeah, scenario. No, but in either aspect, don't you still think they wouldn't do it? Like she's a private person to go outside oh. is like into that football game is I think something she would only do if she wanted to do it. The thing about Taylor Swift is that she is an incredibly savvy businesswoman and she does employ a really, really great team. And so it's not that Taylor Swift would be doing it because she needs the PR. It's that people are going to talk anyway. So if Taylor Swift can have a hand in controlling the narrative that is already going to exist and can potentially have a hand in um, getting money She's going to do that. I guess. But then but then my question becomes, like, can you ever really have a hand in controlling a narrative? Because I've seen every possible take one could ever make about this come out from her going there. So whatever yeah. her intention was, I'm sure people are talking... I'm sure her intention was exactly the main, like, conversation, which is like, this is adorable. This feels like it's endgame. This is so cute. Love, 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 love. But there's like a bajillion other people talking about a bajillion other angles yeah. of it. I think though her intention doesn't necessarily have to be that narrow. Her intention could be very broad that like, I'm seeing this person. I want to choose how and when the public officially finds out about it. And that could be what, what she's trying to do when I say control the narrative. Yeah. Like in I guess. terms of like, instead of tabloid leaks and do want this and do want that. But then do you TMZ think that, um, picture. Then do you think it's not even really a PR relationship? It's just her being so famous that she can control how well, that's what I'm you know saying. what I mean? Like, like it's not PR relationship like isn't really a thing in the way people think it is. Most of the time, it's a real relationship that is utilized one way or the other to push a certain narrative. And that's what I think is happening here. I think they probably genuinely like each other, genuinely interested in each other, are kind of casually hanging out and her team and his team for whatever personal reasons they have said like this is going to be what we choose to do I think like you see that a lot with like um like I see all the time people on the internet say Emily Blunt and John Krasinski who have two children together say that they're in a PR relationship because the only time that they're seen together is, like, for, like, public, you know, things. Like, they're only seen together hanging out when they're, like, making public appearances. And I'm like, that doesn't mean their relationship is fake. That means, like, they keep everything private and then everything that's not private is carefully curated. And I think that's what a lot of PR relationships are. Look at... Sean Sean Mendez and Camilla Camilla doing their like slow walks. They were really together. They were seriously in a relationship. They're like living together. But their slow walks outside with their ceramic mugs during COVID, like that was for PR. Yeah. So there can be things you do as a part of your real relationship that is either fake or staged or solely for PR purposes. That doesn't negate the fact that the relationship itself is real. So I just think no one on the internet really knows what's go- like what they're talking about when they say that is really like the yeah. main problem. And like. 
Taylor Swift, the, the, I don't know. Like, I don't know her. I don't know him. I don't know them. I have no idea what's actually going on in, like, the, their personal lives or their whatever. Like, I don't know the intimate nature of their relationship. But I think it's safe to assume that it's probably real but casual. And they're utilizing the good press they can get from it. And that's the other thing, too, about Taylor Swift is people keep saying, like, oh, she doesn't need the press. And I don't think she needs it. But good press never hurts. Because you never know when the next, like, negative story is coming out about somebody. You never know what's going to lead. What person's going to blab their mouth about some shit. Exactly. You never know what's coming on the horizon. So... For celebrities, it's always smart to be making sure their name is out there in a positive way. And people have positive associations with that name because it's, you know, they're already working defense before a story even even breaks. And that's really how PR works. So people saying she doesn't need the press, she doesn't need it in the sense like she's not, she doesn't need to be doing damage control. Yeah. But everybody, every famous person needs a consistent amount of good press. Yeah. I just think it's a little, like, her life is, like, I know she's chosen it and everything. It just must be a little dystopian. Like, I was thinking about it. Like, the picture's coming out of her eating chicken fingers. And, like, even, like, I found myself being like, oh, my God, she's eating a chicken finger. And then I was like, this is so fucking weird. And, like, to be her, it must be, and I hate to say this, and, like, I'm not projecting this onto her. I would be a very depressed person. And, like, I know she's chosen that. It's just like you can't even eat a chicken finger without the whole entire internet and Heinz ketchup like making a ketchup after well, you and like all this. Sh- I would literally be spiraling like it's so dystopian yeah, almost. I would say like it's when the brands start to get involved where I'm really like this is oh, dystopian. Like this is weird because I think it's one thing for people to like discuss stuff outside of your music or like yeah. if you're an actress outside of your work or whatever it is like outside of the content you create. I think it's one thing for people to have discussions about those things and, like, people to discuss your personal life and your relationships and whatever. But it's another thing for companies to commodify your personal life. Like, they're not commodifying, like, the song she puts out. Like, obviously, in certain instances they are. But in this instance, especially with the ketchup and seemingly ranch, T.S. Tortips. Kind of very funny, but they're commodifying, like her existence and I think that's what's super dystopian about it that like companies are looking to make money off of not even your work not even like the things that you are creating but just who you are yeah and that's very strange like I think it's one thing to like commodify yourself you know in terms of like influencers or sex workers or whatever like that's a decision you get to make and you get to choose what exactly about you is shared with the world. But I think it's a completely different thing to like for, I don't know. Like it's just strange to me. Okay. Like this is what I think is just scary. Like even Oprah Winfrey, I think she could go out to dinner. Yes. People would be approaching her. Yes. People would be taking pictures. Yes. It would be Oprah's here. But there are certain places that Oprah could go that I think she could sit there and say hi to a few people, but ultimately have a dinner. I do not yeah. know if Taylor Swift can go have a dinner without closing down a restaurant. She cannot go somewhere without leaving and people are stalking her, lining the streets. I just think that must be a very sad way to live your life because there's no life yeah. to be lived there unless you're inside alone. I think it's also like 
you just, everything is a production. Like how many times have we just been like hanging out being like, oh, let's go get dinner or let's go here. Or yeah. We went and did this thing. And it's like so much of relationships and bonding with people is like spur of the moment plans. I yeah. feel like, and it must be really hard to make relationships when everything has to be so intensely planned because of like safety concerns. You know, she must have to, I mean, I don't know this. I'm not her and I'm not on her security team, but I would assume, you know, she can't just go to any restaurant she wants. If she wants to go to a restaurant, they, they make a plan beforehand and, you know, all these precautions have to be taken and all these things have to be done that like, there's no spontaneity in her life. Maybe. I mean, again, I don't really know, but I would assume that. And that I think is sad. Yeah, I agree. I think she has to alert people when she wants to go somewhere. Yeah, and they have to they have to make like, a whole plan, like, a backup plan. Also, know, I would be so embarrassed fancy. being like, someone needs to go get me prune lax from the store. Like, I need super tampons. I'm bleeding through all the ones I have. Like, can you yeah. imagine that? She can't go to the store. Or like, are you ever having a bad day? And like, you're like, I want McDonald's french fries. And you just go by yourself you in the car and you cry in the car. Not that there's, wait, let me... Disclaimer, not that there's anything wrong with having McDonald's french fries. I'm not talking about the act of eating french fries. I'm saying, like... You're I'm, having a shitty, sad day. You're in like, a bad I'm mood. I'm, like, looking like a fool. I have to yeah. Through, like, crying I'm in the crying car. in the car. I'm like, thanks. Is yeah. there ketchup in the bag? Yeah, like... I'm not doing No, but that. it's, like, that's your act of self-care. Like, what does she get to do for that? Like... Yeah. And, like, who does she... What does she call up her assistant? And I was like, can you go get me McDonald's french But then fries? even that wouldn't fill the void of, like, exactly. getting in the car by yourself and playing sad music and going. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine... Like, no aspect of her existence is normal. There's not one thing she gets to do to be normal, I don't think. Yeah, but I also wonder, like, if you... Like, I wonder if she's adjusted to that, you know? Like, I wonder if it's, like, her new normal. It must be. She doesn't know any other way. That, like, I think... I don't know. I think everyone in life is, like, dealing with a different set of circumstances, and I... Winston, you are also dealing with a set of circumstances. And speaking of circumstances, I want to know what you think about Joe and Sophie Turner. Wait, but the funniest part is like, Taylor is letting Sophie Turner be bejeweled by like getting the press on her to let Sophie take it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He lets her be jeweled. Um, Okay, my thoughts on Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. To be honest, I don't have very many thoughts on the actual... Um, situation. I have more so thoughts about the discourse surrounding it. I think divorce is really, really hard. And the way the divorce system is structured, it almost forces people to be nasty. Um, so I'm kind of refraining from, you know, judging either of them. And I feel for them and their kids. And I hope everything works out and all parties can find peace, love, and happiness. That being said... I don't know. There, there, has been, there has been a shift in the way we view tabloids. And I don't know if this actually was like what everybody thought or I just feel this way because I was a One Direction fan. Anyone who's listening who is a One Direction fan, you'll completely understand what I'm about to say. But like 10 years ago, it was like the belief that and maybe again this was just amongst one direction fans but it was the belief that you could not believe anything anything that you read 
not like don't believe everything. It was like don't believe anything. Like tabloids have never told the truth. They're always lying, blah, blah, blah. That was like the guiding kind of understanding when it came to celebrity news. And now we're in a place where it's like everything that you're reading is a carefully curated statement or strategy or whatever put out by someone's PR team. That's such a good point. And it's so, I don't know when this shift happened, but it is so strange that like, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. I think, I think there's three things that happen. Tabloids lie. Um, people work with their PR teams to put out curated statements and sometimes there's just journalism going on and yeah. actual facts are being yeah. reported. I think it's a combination of those three always. It's not one or the other. And I do think it, the strangest thing to me has been the immediate, like, I'm sure Joe Jonas worked with his team to put out certain things. But also when you look at all the things that have been put out, a lot of it is like conflicting. And I'm yeah. sure a lot of that is just like tabloid made up bullshit. I'm not saying that Joe Jonas is like completely innocent in this, but I am saying that it is strange that like everyone is automatically assuming that everything they're reading is coming from Joe Jonas and his team. It's also just weird because like, do people understand that like I could call Daily Mail or page six or even like maybe not an E! News, but maybe an Us Weekly right now and be like, I work for Joe and like, I need to sign, um, like a NDA so that nobody like leaks my name. But like, you can say that a source close to the family said this, that, and the other thing. And by the way, give me a check for it, for the information. And I could just be making it up. And because I made them sign legal documents and because they paid me and everything else, it doesn't even matter. You could just completely make it up. Yeah, And that's like, that's the thing that like, People used to only believe that was happening. People yeah. used to never. I mean, I'm sure everyone remembers when the tabloids would be like, Kendall Jenner pregnant with Scott's baby. Like, I don't think people on the Kardashians team were like planting, planting that. Planting that. Um, and I think it's like there's a lot of just absolute lies that are told in tabloids. Um, that tabloids publish, maybe knowing their lies, maybe not, who knows, but there are a lot of lies published in tabloids. There's a lot of people's teams working to strategically come out with statements or strategically leak things to the press. And there's a lot of things that are just uncovered and are truthful. And I think this situation is the perfect example that the truth is a combination of the three, but no one's really asking that or considering that. And everyone has a jump to like Joe Jonas planted all these stories. And I don't, again, I don't say this to defend Joe Jonas. That's not the point. I do think it is just like interesting from like a cultural standpoint and like from analyzing pop culture. I think that is really indicative of like this shift that we've seen happen where people now believe the tabloids and they not only believe them, they believe there's always an ulterior motive from like that person's team. And I think that's like a super interesting shift. Honestly, I completely agree with that. And I think it's crazy too how the public aligns with one side of an argument. You don't know them. Think about people you do know. It's so hard to align in an argument. Like if you, there's a couple that you love, like I'm sure a lot of people have gone through this and they break up and then you're trying to decide like, how do I handle this when I know and love both of them? It's really, really hard. And so the fact that people are just willy nilly, like, oh, I read one thing. Now I'm on this person's side is kind of 
another dystopian thing. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like we probably should all just mind our business, you know? Like Yeah. It's just Shut like, up. I should like probably not care about this, but we do anyways, so like whatever. But it's the same thing I find or with Taylor Swift where they're like there are companies commodifying like elements of her personal life. We're seeing companies like commodify Sophie Turner's role in this divorce. And that's like so weird. Yeah. Like that is so true. Again, divorce is like a very, very tricky thing. And the way the legal system is set up, it very quickly turns the nicest people into nasty people and it's not necessarily meant to be public information on well, page six. It also doesn't necessarily mean that people are nasty, but the system is set up so that you are, you know, not willing to collaborate with this person who was your partner. And that, you know, it, it's set up in a way that lawyers are telling you, you need to win. So what can we use so that you can yeah. win? And it forces people to do things and say things that they normally wouldn't. And I think we need to offer people grace in those instances. I don't think that immediately makes you a bad person. Um, but I also think being on the other side of it doesn't immediately make you a good person. Mm. Like, we don't really know anything about Sophie Turner. And even if we... Even if she, there's a right and a wrong side to this divorce and she's on the right side of it, that still doesn't make her a good person. Like yeah. Her marriage ending and her, like, trying to get custody over her kids is not a holistic view of who she is. Yeah. So it's so weird to me that, like, people are like, we always loved, like, the Queen of the North. I'm like, well, you That's a never character she her. played. Yeah, like, you loved this character she played. And a divorce is, like, one of the most personal things. It has nothing to do with her work and everything to do with her family and her love life and all these things. And it's like, it's so weird to like conflate her characters with this, like absolutely intrinsic part. That brings me to what I want to talk about next, which is the bitches online that think Timothy Chalamet is straight out of a Greta Gerwig film. That's how he acts in real life, that he's going to fall in love with them at a cafe and being so fucking misogynistic about Kylie Jenner. The misogyny is out of control. Well, it's first of all, like, I'm sure everyone knows in their personal lives, like, a couple, like, you know one party or both parties or whatever, and I'm sure everybody has that couple that got together, and you were like, what? But the more you sat with it, the more you hung out with them, the more you saw them on social media, you started to be like, oh my god, that makes a whole bunch of sense. I get it now. Yeah. And I think people are having that with Timothy Chalamet. And there's a group of people who are, like, resistant to, like, coming to that understanding because they were like, oh, my God. He's Lori I from Little Women. I saw him in Lady Bird. I saw him in Little Woman. I saw him in Call Me By Your Name. Like, He's not like that. Like, He's a Nepo rich baby. But even if he is like that, it's, like, who we are, like, in terms of our interests and stuff doesn't always, like, it's not, like, a one-to-one determination of who we will end up with. You're so right. If our hobbies and interests and the way we dressed, like, always 100% of the time determined who our future partners would be, like, no one would struggle with dating. Yeah. You're so right. Everyone would just date people who are identical to that. It would would be formulaic. Like, we'd all know. And everyone would end up with their soulmate on the first try. I just see people, Like, like, he's so out of her league. Like, she has Instagram face. And I'm like... 
this sh- again dystopian. It's dystopian. Yeah, and it's just like I like you don't even know them. It's just so like why are we still being mean to people? Like I'm just so over it. No, like, why are we still being mean to women on the internet? Yeah, and like I don't understand. I think there's real criticisms too that you could potentially levy against Kylie Jenner. Like yeah, and it's so weird that people never go for those things. They immediately jump to like the critiques that are rooted in misogyny and that are just like filled with like anti-woman vitriol. Like they never say like, Oh, like I'm sad because you know, she's done these things that are morally questionable. They're like, well, she's fugly anyways. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's also just like every single time a successful woman gets into a relationship with a successful man, it's like, Ugh, like, why did he choose her? Like, ugh, like, screaming, crying, throwing up. Like, ew, like, all of a sudden, like, all these attacks against why she isn't good enough for that successful man. Well, yeah, and you see it a lot. Like, it happens, it has happened a lot with Harry Styles. I was just going to ask you about that. Taylor Russell now, people seem, his fans seem to like her, so who knows? But you do see a lot of the time when famous and very visibly famous men, typically with a majority of their fan base is young women. When they get into relationships, the women they are dating are met with, you know, some serious haters and death threats and all these things. And Death threats. Death threats. And it's always, like, so interesting because sometimes they try and make intellectual points and other times they're like, she's fugly. And it's like the same people who are going around being like, women are more than just objects. We're more than our looks. We're more than our bodies. Like we're complex beings. It'll be those same people who are like, Harry Styles shouldn't like date this person. She's same people, same people. And it's like, it's the same people. Yeah. So it's like, why do you in one part of your life when it doesn't have to do with like the person you stand, it's not about your fave women are complex, nuanced beings that are about so much more than who they date or what they look like or what they wear. But when it comes to your fave that you stand, that is all women are. Yeah. That is all women can be. And like, it's not, it's obviously not, I'm not saying that's every single Harry Styles fan or every single Timothy Chalamet fan, obviously not, but it really is interesting that there's a group of people who promote themselves online as feminists, and then that same group of people, it's obviously not every feminist online, but there is this connect between those people, then go well we've talked about this a million times with like the redditors that talk about influencers and then also the people who basically harass influencers by making thousands of accounts every time they get blocked to attack them if you ask those people do you believe in mental health support do you believe in cyberbullying? they would be like of course i believe in mental health it's so important like of course i believe in cyber of course i don't believe in cyberbullying. cyberbullying is horrible like of course i believe people should have access to health care for their mental health like and it's like well, you actually don't clearly believe that at your core. If this is what you're doing with your free time. All of these issues don't only exist within like the big picture solutions. They exist within like day-to-day decisions. Yeah. Like it's not just like feminism and liberation from the patriarchy isn't just about like 
abortion and yeah. like equal pay. It's about like day to day interactions between women or between women and men or between men and men and how we discuss women's roles in societies and the way we treat women and the way we speak about them. Like those things are equally as important and it's maybe doesn't seem that way or it's not as big picture. So people don't think it's a part of it, but it's like, if you, if you want to be a supporter of the big picture things, you also need to be a supporter of the minutia. Like, yeah. It's all connected. It's all part of a system that's working together that you can't be like, I'm a supporter of mental health and I'm a supporter of mental health initiatives and all these things, but I also want to bully people online. Yeah, you can't do both. It's like, you can't, you can't do both. That makes one part of it disingenuous. Yeah. And And we know what part it is. We know what part it is. Like, you can't actually be a supporter of these things if you're not throughout every aspect of your life, at least attempting. Well, yeah, you can't be blatantly going against it. Yeah. What do you think about Taylor Russell and Harry Styles? Um, I don't really, I don't really think about them. No, <laughs> honestly, I don't either. I feel... I kind of think they look cute together, though. Like, they look cute. Harry Styles, like, I am concerned, like, did his license get revoked? He's consistently, I don't know if, like, you know this, but... He's just around London on a bike every single day. Oh my God. Shout out oh, Louisa. Yeah, he's if you're he's on a bike. I saw Louisa's him. mom and brother went paddle boarding in London and all of a sudden their paddle boarding instructor starts freaking out and they're like, what's going on? And he was freaking out because next to them in a boat on the river next to them was Harry Styles and James Corden while they were paddle what boarding fucking in the weirdos fucking in the boat. House. James Corden. But like, did you lose your license, sir? Like, you have never attempted to be this visible. You are. It's kind of funny though. Day. He like makes You're himself a look a little day. unshowered when he goes out, so he gets like less recognition. Do you disagree with that? Oh, every I po- think, every like, photo him I see, being unwashed would like make me clock him. Actually. Oh really? Yeah, because that's his like street style. Like he doesn't look like in person. Like a, like, like on a the photo. streets of London, he doesn't look how he. No, looks No, I know at, he like, doesn't look carpets. that way. Yeah. That I think if I saw, like, a man with greasy hair, like, Dirty. I'd either be, like, wearing, like, a, a little clip and, yeah. like, a tote bag. I'd be, like, this is an East London hipster and I'm going to dread this interaction or this is Harry Styles. Yeah. Like, I, it would be one of the two. One of the two. But him and Taylor Russell seem cute, whatever. Like, good for them. She's hot. Yeah. He's hot. Hot people together. Love it. It makes sense. Love it. Moving on. Do you know something that's so cringe as a victimless crime? The love surge couple. Oh my god. And the but poor love surge couple though, they're breaking down. I don't even they're breaking want to down. Say this was a victimless crime. Like, guys, you like attacked them. We also, I'm sorry. Like, I, I kind of feel them. I like, I kinda like don't get it. feel the love surge couple. Like, <laughs> I like maybe it's because I'm painfully single, but like I don't even like to be, like, touched. Like, I don't really like hugs, so, like... No, the guy was creeping me out, but her, it was coming from her heart. No, but that's the thing. Like, it's coming from the heart, and even if it's not, like, are they hurting anybody? Wait, also, but they show? said this is a little cringe. They, like, prefaced it with that, too. They were like, this is our cringy thing that we do. Yeah. Sorry, if I on, on like, sheathed the couples that were, like, doing cringy... Like, the couples that were, like, criticizing them, the cringy shit they do... Like, the, 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 like... Everyone has their thing that it's, like, you really, like, if this saw the light of day, like, you'd be made fun of. Yeah. 
And not in like a not in like everyone's harboring like a deep dark criminal secret. I don't mean that. No, everyone's like, love surging in their own way. Everyone has their own love surge, and like, mind your own, bitch. Like, mind your fucking own. Like, let the love surge come. Wait, and then she surge. was sobbing, and I was but, like, wait, but once again, like we oh we say this, talk shit with your friends. Like, if something actually bothers you or you're actually annoyed by something, go find a gal pal. Go find whoever it is. Find a friend. Sit on a couch. Get in your car, drive around, get on a FaceTime, and talk your shit. I'm not. But also, take that how does that anybody. not fulfill people? But, like, why is that not enough? Or do you not have friends that that's, like, not a possibility well, that you need to go, like, actually publicly hate on someone on the well, internet? Well, it's the same thing, like, whenever people clap, I get haters, and they're like, you're clearly a friendless loser. And they're like, no, I'm not. And it's like, well, this is giving the behavior of someone that has no friends to talk about this thing that bothers them. Like, I... Literally, with my friends, I will talk about things that annoy me on TikTok all day long. I have never in my life commented something unless I saw someone being, like, legitimately homophobic, racist, or sexist, and I'll, like, attack them because I have yeah. the verification check mark and it goes to the top. Uh, but I'm not doing that other way, otherwise for anything, for any situation. But it's also one of those things where it's, like, you're, like, oh, it's giving friendless loser, and they're, like, no, I'm not. And I'm, like, okay, then reflect. Reflect because your friends probably suck. Like, if you... If I couldn't call you up about every mindless thought I had and talk about it, like, I'd be so sad. Yeah, and like, also, it's like, you, they clearly don't Their friends have don't that. know about this. Yeah. Because but, if you're friends- saying, like, I do have friends, and I'm like, well, are they good friends? Like, if you can't call them up and shoot the shit, yeah. Like, they probably suck. And, like, then I'm just still, once again, like, I do kind of think you're friendless. Yeah. If you don't have friends that you can call up and talk your shit with, do so, you really have friends? So then. So then you need to go and make an anonymous account and bully people you don't know to find fulfillment. Weirdo what are you behavior. doing? It's weirdo behavior. It's freak behavior. It's such... No. Like, uh-uh. Done. Freak. Freak. Okay. What do you think about Usher at the Super Bowl? I also saw Cody Rigsby say no men headlining the Super Bowl except for Bruno Mars. I didn't hate that. I think the Super Bowl is like... Interesting because it's not really where people go when they're in, like, the pinnacle of their success. Like, even Beyonce and Bruno Mars being there, they were there as guests of Coldplay. Like, that was Coldplay's Super Bowl year. Yeah. And they brought Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Fair enough. Like, the headliner, the person who was, like, they are doing the Super Bowl show, it's never, like, someone who's also on a global stadium tour selling out shows. Yeah. Like, it's super famous people, but it's... Not usually people I also who are think like Usher is like I think Gen Z underestimates Usher's like popularity and impact. Usher, Usher. Yeah. Sorry. No, seriously, but do, don't you agree? Like people were like, "What? Like who even is this?" I'm like, okay. Well, what? I think first of all, like, I think a lot of younger people, and I was talking this way when I was younger, like, because something's not like a thing for you, you assume it's just like not a thing. Period. And I'm sure there's a lot of like millennials like still bumping usher 24 7 and good for them yeah no there's people older than that no that was the whole thing kim kardashian like chartered a private jet to take chloe for her birthday to an usher concert but then there was like they were like trying to get on kim air but then there was like a fucking storm and like the plane was like rattling and they were all like just full glam for usher in vegas just for the night and they had to land the plane back in calabas like no like sad for them honestly it was tragic for them i wish they got to usher but like I think it'll be fun. It'll be something for the girls to get down to. Like, I'll catch me eating my buffalo wings and, like, doing a little jig. Like, yeah, no, it's Everyone's going to have fun at Usher. Like, 
move on, you know? Everyone's gonna have fun at Usher. Move on. Like, sorry, the Super Bowl halftime show is not for, like, the Noah Khans of the world. <laughs> like, it's the way people are like, Olivia Rodrigo should do it. I'm like, it's the way Barstool Sports would take that information and ruin lives. Like, and I'm okay. saying, like, it's just not the right fit. Like, I personally think, yeah, I would love to see I Olivia Rodrigo. I personally think Usher is the most Super Bowl halftime show It makes show so fit. much like, sense. Like, like, of course, like, Usher. This is supposed to appeal to, like, multiple generations, so many different kinds of people. Football is, like, America's pastime. You're not yeah. putting Noah Khan up well, on the, the stage. Well, the other thing as well is that, like, the Super Bowl is not meant to be, like, a concert that has a game played before and after it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the sh- halftime show is meant to complement the game. It should never be that the game is, like, complementing And you know show. what? You know what? The game complimented the show when Lady Gaga did it. No, same for Rihanna. Same like, with Beyonce. Like, people were going to see Rihanna. And, like, while I do think that's, like, fun and fresh, like, Rihanna, get your ass on a regular tour. Please, we need you. We need you. But, like, Usher, like, he's complimenting the game. Like, everyone's going to have fun, but no yeah. one's driving there for Maybe Khloe Kardashian is actually... No, she, she needs to be and there. And she is, and she should be, because... As we know. She, she didn't get to go. She didn't get to go. She had a residency in Vegas. She did not get to go. But, like, I do think Usher, like, perfectly compliments the game. And I think it's great. I think it's fun. Like... I like the beat. Have a jalapeno popper and move. Relax. I don't know why people Relax. get so mad about this. It's one people thing. People get mad about everything. And it's, like, deep breath. It's going to be so okay. It's going to be okay. It's really going to be okay. The crazy thing, too, is, like... This is something I see with stan culture a lot. It's like the competitiveness of most specifically, I think, Harry fans and Taylor Swift fans. Like, I need to be the one that, like, makes the viral content and, like, gets the content out there and, like, stories it oh, first yeah. and, like, cracks the code and buys the sweatshirt. And I'm like, what are we doing this for? This person is a person that makes music and they're famous yeah. and we can like them and we can stand them. It's getting scary. Guys, if you don't know, I wrote my dissertation about this. And I know it's many of you, we did interviews and surveys and whatever so if you participated thank you but plug my dissertation um i think a a lot of that like i think when you're heavily involved in fandom i don't even think this this is what like psychologically psychologically is true true, that when you're heavily involved in fandom it becomes a huge part of your self-worth and fandoms construct their own hierarchy and every fandom's hierarchy is unique a lot of them follow the same types of patterns you know people who run the fan accounts and are constantly making the edits and or have met the person you're standing a bunch yeah. of times. Like, those people are typically at the top. And then there's, like, secondary people and whatever. Um, but when being a part of a fandom has become so intrinsically tied with your own self-worth, I do think it's only natural to want to climb that hierarchy. And you treat it like a job almost. And you could treat it like a job. And people become very, very, very competitive because... It's really weird. It's a huge... It's, it's their identity. It's like, imagine if you had to compete every day to know that, like, your name is Eli. Well, sometimes, like... Sometimes this happens to me, but it's, like, because of TikTok. Where, like, it's always the Met Gala. I'm, like, I dread it because I know that, like... My content goes viral when I post about my takes on the Met Gala. It goes viral every year. And I know this, but because of that, 
it would make sense. It would be apt for me to get it out earliest. It would be apt for me to be refreshing all the pages and have like tabs on what's going on so that the minute it comes out, I can give my take. So it's one of the fresher ones so that it doesn't get diluted with the other stuff. And that I just have a better shot at making content that a lot of people see. And on top of it, people know that I do this and they're asking for it, right? All of that gives me dread and anxiety to the point where sometimes I have to remind myself that this, this doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And even this is my job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It is even actually my is, actual job. It is your actual job. And I, I think for for people, it, it's not only are they, like, trying to be the best fan. That's, like, the difference as well. That, like, for you, it's, like, you just want to do the best you can at your job. So your options are, like, not doing anything or doing the best job you possibly can. Yeah. But with fandom culture, there is this understanding of, this idea of, like, a fake fan or, like, a local. Um, and some, like, with the One Direction fans, it was the directioners and the directionators. Like, you didn't want to be seen as a directionator. Like, you don't want to be seen as a fake fan. So it's not even, like... <coughs> what does that even mean? Like, a fake fan of what? Like... Well, like... If you don't you, know enough. Like, you know the girls who are like, I love watermelon sugar... And then, like, but it's like, let them like watermelon well, sugar. Exactly. Like, That's let a bitch whole, be the fucking whole point basic. Is that there isn't really a concept of just, a fake fan, but within yeah. fandoms, they do possess Call that concept out. and they do identify that themselves. And so, it's not just like you have to work really hard or you can do nothing, and either is kind of okay. It's like if you don't work hard enough, you're going to be seen as a fake fan. And if being a fan of this thing is a huge part of your identity, that for some people is like a fate worse than death, even if it's on a subconscious level. Because it's not like, oh, if you just like don't make this fan content, you'll be fine. It's like, oh, if you don't post every day about how much you love this album, you're fake. If you don't stand this album, if you don't view this album, like with as much love as you'll view your firstborn child, like you're a fake fan. Yeah. And it, that is the kiss of death in, you know, fan spaces. Like, you don't want to be a fake fan. You don't want to be a local. Any of these things that, like, the stakes, although, like, silly and superficial and not real, feel very real for these people. That, like, that is why they're always, like, trying to be number one because it's yeah. it's uh, unavoidable for them. Well, speaking of fake fans, we're now going to switch over to being a hater and oh we are going to be a hater because people asked us to talk about this and I'm a strict hater. Oh my god. Crazy bachelorette trips requiring people to spend thousands of dollars. Mm. I'm not a strict hater, but I will say like read the room, right? No, like read the these room. These are your your theoretically your closest friends, right? I am like pretty aware of all of my friends' financial situations. Like, no, I, that's not to say, like, I'm reading people's tax returns. But, like, if you're close enough friends with someone, you have a... If they're going to be in your bachelorette the party, you know where they're, what they're comfortable with. You know, you can make an educated guess, I'd say, right? I think everybody, if you're asking someone to be in your bridal party, the assumption is that you're very close friends. And I think that level of friendship, you'd be able to make an educated guess on what would be affordable for somebody. I think that's like a fair statement to say. So that's what I think my problem is with these things is that like you have a lot of people who have gone on these bachelorette trips who are coming around and complaining. And I think that's just evidence that the bride themselves did not read the room. They did not go around and say, okay, these are my friends. 
this is what I can assume everybody's budget would be. Let's plan a trip that's aligned with that. And then because the caveat is the bride's like, well, it's my day. So I'm not going to take people into consideration. Yeah. And it's like, well, then don't include them in your day. Also, it's not your day. People have to take time off of work. And if people have to take time off of work, guess what? It's their day too. Your wedding can be your day. Your bachelorette trip, that is a vacation for everybody. If that's people are taking point. time off work organizing maybe they have kids spending their own money child care maybe they have a dog they need to get a dog sitter if they are doing all of those things for your trip and you are not covering those things this is equally as much their trip as it is yours yeah and like that's it and that's what i'm saying like people who want to be a part of your bridal party i'm sure are happy to do those things for their friends they're happy to get the dog sitter. They're happy to get the babysitter. They're happy to organize whatever they need to organize. They're happy to put in for the PTO. But if they have to do all of those things, and on top of it, you're forcing them to pay an amount of money you know is unaffordable for them, and then you are also restricting their fun because it's you are making the day all about you. Sorry, you're in the wrong. Like... Yeah. It's your fault. You're in the wrong. People got so mad you at me up. because I read an article where, like, these brides were requiring their friends to spend, like, three to $4,000 that they yeah. didn't have. And these people well, and were complaining. Say, let's be honest. Those articles aren't getting written from the perspective. I'm sure there are people who are okay with spending that amount of money. Yeah. But articles wouldn't be written then. That's exactly. what get, what's getting the article. But they written. were like, you're just a hater that has no friends. And I was like, no, I just am not comfortable asking any of my friends to give me $3,000 to celebrate me. Yeah. I'm not even comfortable asking my friends to give me a birthday present at my birthday party. I'm not even comfortable asking my friends yeah. to spend money on my birthday dinner. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think people are really lacking self-awareness. And it's even with weddings themselves. Like, a wedding is like... About you, yes. Or I would say, like, that's the purpose of everyone gathering. But the goal of the event is not really about you. The goal of the event is everybody having a good time. And that's the thing about weddings. Like, everything kind of follows that same vein, right? Like, and the bachelorette is one of those things. Like, the purpose of you guys all gathering, the purpose of you going on this trip is you. Mm. And it is your pending marriage but the goal of the trip is everyone having fun or, or it should be and if that's not how you're approaching something like your bachelorette or your bridal shower or your wedding people are going to be upset and it's just because you didn't read the room you weren't thinking about other people you were acting very selfishly and I don't think that that's right I don't think weddings should be a completely selfish I'm fully focused on me affair I don't think that's what a wedding is about and I I, I think you're low-key a weird person if you're, like, comfortable saying, well, I'm fine with other people being unhappy because the day's supposed to be about me. Weddings are so expensive. Well, it's so crazy, too. Like, I looked at... I was talking to my parents about it, and um, we were talking about how much their wedding cost. And their total wedding cost, not just the cost of the venue, but their total wedding cost is, like, two times as much today adjusted for inflation. Then I looked at how much the venue they went to cost today. The, just the venue, no other costs, just renting the venue for your wedding 
is four times the cost of what their total wedding was in 1996. Wow. Sorry, that's like, I don't want to say numbers. No, no, no. If that didn't make sense. Like, basically... The venue today costs four times. Yeah. And, like, the increase in prices across the whole industry, prices have not risen in accordance to inflation. They have risen exponentially in the last 20, 25 years. And I have a friend who's engaged right now. Hi, Erin. Love you if you're listening. Um, She's engaged, and she's, like, looking for photographers. it's so tough. And it's so, like... It's expensive for everybody. For the bride and groom. Well, the fact that, like, a budget wedding is considered anything less than 50k like how is a fifty thousand dollar expense on anything considered like a budget doesn't make sense like a budget version of something like it's crazy it's really really nuts and i i don't want to sound like you can't have a wedding for less than that like you can of course so many people do but like well then there's the pressure of social media i was gonna say it's getting out of hand it's getting out of hand it you're, you're looking at all of that and you feel less than if you can't <laughs> Sorry, the, the news is on mute so that the dog like has something to watch and there's this guy the news is recycling basically. like they've like, like basically talked about this like seven times like they have nothing else other than this man who saved someone in a deer crash which is actually like, amazing like so valiant but it's like crazy that like this is the new the news at 6pm like a hot time to watch and he's, like, a cute little guy having his five seconds of fame and his G-Shock watch and, like, no, we're, he's a we're hero. He's our hometown hero, but, like... He's so cute. It was just very funny. We both turned to look at the And TV he's, like, and back. He's we were back. just talking about this. But, yeah, no, it's... The, the TikTok of it all makes it worse. Yeah, and I... I think it's a shame as well that, like, so many people, you know, you grow up, like, dreaming of your wedding, and I think it's really sad that we've made weddings inaccessible for people. Yeah. Like, I think that is, like, the crime of all of it. That, like, there are so many girls who are growing up planning their wedding and 50% of them won't even be able to afford even half of what they dreamed of. And, and they should be able to have what they want. It's just that, like, inflation and prices are out yeah, of control. Yeah, it's just an industry is just taking advantage of people. And that's what's really sad because, like... I just don't know how I'm even going to have fun. I feel like it's so fucking stressful. Yeah, I don't think... I think a lot of people I've spoken to had fun at their wedding but like they didn't have a good time that's how I felt in my book launch when I look back on it it was fun but I didn't have a good time yeah it's a it's a lot of moving parts and like I um follow a wedding planner on tiktok um because guys I'm obsessed with weddings like I I my wedding is fully planned like don't worry Timmy told me I'm getting married at 27 Timmy um (laughs) but anyways um I love weddings and I'm always following like wedding related people on tiktok and social media elsewhere and whatever and i follow this one wedding planner and she said there's a couple things like the week leading up to your wedding like there's a couple questions i'm gonna ask you and one of them was who's like your point person and she was saying that as the wedding planner if she's made aware of any problems she is not going to the bride or groom with them she's not doing that she requires that you provide her with like a point person so, so whether smart. it's a maid of honor or it's a mom or it's whoever i'm not it making is. it my maid of honor because i want that bitch to have so much fun oh yeah i'm like who's like real buttoned up who do i like, mine? who's a virgo that can be mine my mom yeah i'm like yeah it's tracy Rasuch. <laughs> if you need her no like she's like 
getting it together. But she was like, I need someone. And I'm like, that's so true. That like, (laughs) if you don't have that discussion with your wedding planner, or if you don't have a wedding planner, so people don't know who to turn to, so people automatically go to you as the bride, it can be really hard to have fun because things are inevitably going to go wrong. And I think there's a scale of that. I think there's wrong that you're expecting. And then there's like horribly wrong that like ruins the day. But like inevitably things here and there are not going to go 100% smoothly. And if you have to be bothered with every single one of those little things... Jake is mine. There we go. Jess. Jess would so do Jess it as well. Kill it. Jess would be, like, screaming at the people. She would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. She said, tulips, these are lilies. We're going to need to read you right now. And she's like, let me see your contract, bitch. Yeah, like, she's, yeah. like, ripping it up. She's going full lawyer. So My girl's a lawyer. My girl's a lawyer. <laughs> I got a tattoo after the wedding. So I'm like, wow, that was awesome. I think, like, if you don't, like identify that and it's not clear to everyone there like don't come to me go to this person you're gonna be bothered all night long and I think that's just like not that fun yeah but then it's the thing that like a wedding planner is expensive yeah well that's what I'm saying and my thing is like all jokes aside I probably don't even want Jake or Jess to be the point person I don't want you to be the I want those people to have fun I would probably have to hire someone like I would probably hire someone like a wedding assistant and that's also not well I'm gonna hire a drama starter at my wedding yeah, I'm going to hire a random person to come. No, like, I, guys, like, I I need, like, drama within reason. Like, I don't want, like, anything horrible happening. I don't want, like, I don't want someone else proposing at my wedding, first of all. But, like, I, I need a, a little drama that, like, will keep people, like, hot with goss for, like, a couple months at least. Yeah. Oh, I or like, or like, just like the next like couple weddings they go to, they're like, oh well, like Veronica's wedding, this kind of crazy thing happened. Yeah, this wild thing went down. And it's not enough to take away from the day, but it's enough to like you know keep the gears. Get turning. the party going. Get the party going, and like, listen, I'm nosy. Like, I want something to be nosy about at my own wedding. Yeah. So That's I'm so gonna true. have to manufacture it, which is fine. That's so true. Is okay. What it is. So last thing, I want to know without expansion, because I'm like getting starving. I want to know your thoughts on Kourtney Kardashian's baby name. It was leaked. What is it? Rocky. Rocky! I think it's a little too on the nose. Um, Rocky Barker. Is it a girl? It's a boy. Cut him into a girl, Rocky. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, like Rocky. Oh, that's Roxy. Roxy like a puma. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> Either way, like, uh, I don't really know it's what's horrible. going on with her these days. And, like... I'm still on Kim's side. Like, that call was painful. Like, like did you Kim, listen to the call? I did. But, like, Kim named her daughter North. So, like, I just think, like, if we're talking about Northwest versus, like, Rocky Barker, like, I still think, like, if North is, like, the cir- circumference of the circle of, like, normalcy... Yeah. Like, Rocky's within side city limits, you know? Yeah. That said, that. that said, though, like... I'm still Team Kim. That was a little mean when she was like, your kids have come to me. I was like, oh, that fuck was Kim. Mean. That was mean. Kim, <laughs> please. I'm still Team Kim. I have, however, seen people say, like, there has to be something going on here that, like... We're not seeing? We're not seeing. And there has to be some deep, dark secret that they just, like, are sworn to secrecy over and can't bring up. But that's what the actual fight is about. Well, yeah, because I'm like, Kim's doing her best. She called and was like, I still am in this contract. Do you want to come with me? And she's like... No, I don't want to come with you. And by the way, fuck you. 
Like, it yeah. was like, whoa, like, whoa. Like, emotions feel, like, a little too intense high. Yeah. and high for the situation. So, I don't really know, but, like, once again, I hope they're all good, and, like, thank you for providing us with, like, glorious television. And, like, skims. Skims. Poosh. All right, we're going to get sushi. Sushi and sushi. Poosh and sushi. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.